Hello and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Ted Berg, joined on the line by my colleague and our producer, Miss Hamilterberry. Hamil, how are you? I'm great, Ted. How are you? It's Friday. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I am doing well. I was doing better until about three minutes ago when I moved. I'm in my I'm on my my back patio, and I moved from the couch area to the table area for better connection. And in the process, I stepped on a slug. And Ew. so, yeah, it's real, it's real gross. It wasn't like a direct. Is it, are, are you barefoot? I'm barefoot. Oh my god! Yeah, that's it's, just the worst. It's just like kill yourself. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna. I we got a we got limited time to do this, and I just figured I have to power through. Right? There's no no sense washing off yeah. my foot when it's time to podcast. Uh, I think the slug got it right. worse. The slug got it worse than I did. So is it dead? Uh, it may have been dead already because I feel like slugs don't really. I feel like slugs don't really come out during the day, right? Like in in my head, that's a weird yeah. time for a slug to be in the backyard. Usually, I'm on high. We get a lot of them in the evening, and so usually, especially when it's rainy or right after it's rained, mm-hmm. I'm on high alert. This time, it just totally caught me su- by surprise. So I'm guessing that was a dead slug, uh, but now it's even deader. I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, <laughs> you have inspired me to go out onto my patio as well. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I could help. Uh, we got some questions, and yeah. some of them are good, and and I want to start with them because, like I said, uh, I got a I got a doctor's appointment that I, I already missed once this morning, and now have to get to this afternoon. So okay, uh, well, speed round. Speed yeah, round. speed round. Uh, by speed round for us, I mean like we've got like a half hour, but uh, you know that that would be half the length of most of our podcasts. So uh, let's start with one from our man Charles, who Charles Curtis, our, our colleague, who frequently hooks up good questions, and and he's got a great one, which is he wants our top three sports nicknames. Now he didn't say if he means all time or current. And obviously, this is a tremendously broad subject. No, but yeah, I got a few. So, so my I have a big issue with baseball nicknames, okay. just because uh, in baseball, especially among the players themselves, and and that tends to be the way things make their way into the public. Is it starts with players calling each other things like a Rod or you know. Uh, Goldie or Roddy or you know like it's always just like some combination of the first syllable of of your names either the either of your first name or your second name so if mm-hmm. your last name is mm-hmm. Cam- if your last name's Cameron they call you Cammy right and that's that's it like there's no there's there's nothing creative about that at all and I look through Baseball Reference and I see the old guys and I see that they all had cool nicknames the first one that jumps to my mind. There was a player named Briss Lord who played, I think, in like the 19-teens, whose nickname was The Human Eyeball. And I can't figure (laughs) out why. I can't figure out why that's his nickname because there's a photo of him, and he doesn't have particularly large eyeballs, nor was he like a terribly patient hitter. But I guess for whatever reason, he just became The Human Eyeball. So I kind of wish like my my, this this is I would say this answer comes in protest because I would rather Mm -hmm. players have. Uh, really cool nicknames and more creative ones. So the ones I do like, I, I wrote down just a few from baseball. Uh, Eric Thames, who we've talked about before on the show, who was uh, who's yep. on the Brewers, he's hitting tons of home runs, came over from Korea. In Korea, his nickname was God. I like that. I like that. I, Holy crap. That's that a, is a high standard right? nickname. Like, that's so good. Um, James Paxton, who's a, a Canadian-born pitcher on the Mariners, 
Uh, manager Scott Service recently called him Big Maple, and I kind of like that. Um, That's pretty good, right? Because he's Canadian, and so it's just like you know, yeah. it's a play on his Canadianness. Uh, I don't know, I don't know where this one comes from, but uh, my my friend just noticed it on his baseball reference page and texted it to me yesterday. Uh, another guy in the Brewers, Travis Shaw. It says on his baseball reference page that his his nickname is Mayor of Ding Dong City, <laughs> and I feel like baseball reference has like awfully low standards for what yeah. qualifies as a nickname. Like I happen to know. <laughs> That might that might be something somebody wrote once in an article about him. Right. So, like, I know that yeah. for Mike Trout, uh, this is like a weird internet thing. So, some guy mm-hmm. just thought that the the nickname the Millville Meteor would be a good nickname for Mike Trout, who's from Millville, New Jersey. So he put it on Mike Trout's Wikipedia page. Then he sent a heads up to Baseball Reference saying, like, Hey, look. This nickname, Millville Meteor, is on Trout's Wikipedia page. So Baseball Reference put mm-hmm. it up there. And then he went back to the Wikipedia page and used Baseball Reference as the citation for why it should be on Wikipedia. <laughs> so he, like, created this internet loop that made up this nickname that Trout doesn't like and that it's, like, kind of a, a heavy-handed. I don't mind it, but it's kind of a heavy-handed nickname. It's, it's a little bit more old right. school. Um, I do like, I've always, uh, there's a bunch of people have suggested, and I think it's a good one, uh, calling Trout the weatherman, because I feel like that's, like, got some gravity to it, and we know he loves the weather. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, but then I want to say, and I want to get to yours, I just want to say that my, one of my favorite, and it's not the most creative nicknames, but one of my favorite sports nicknames of all time is in, in your preferred sport, which is hockey, that Wayne Gretzky was the great one. And yeah. it's, it's not just that they call them the great one. You're just you're stepping all over my answer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you t- oh t- tell me your answer. I'm so, oh, Tell me your answer. Tell me your answer. Because no, no, no. Finish. Finish. They called. Thing. They started calling this dude the great one when he was ten years old. Like that is the cool that they were right. Right. Like they were right. Like people at ten years old were like that guy's the, the best hockey player. Like, that's it. That's just yeah, the best hockey player. And, and then they were right. And then they were right. And that, like, blows my mind. And it's kind of crazy. Just It goes to show you, like, how long this dude has been idolized. Um, and Gretzky came to, like, he sat by the USAT offices. And for somebody who's been called the great one since he was about 10 years old, he's remarkably... Uh, remarkably humble. It's not. I mean, it's not like being called God, but it's pretty close. It's. I mean, for someone who is that good, you have to be. I would yeah. say extremely Canadian to remain humble. <laughs> Very Canadian. Um, well, I know you were just complaining about the standard being pretty low for creativity in baseball nicknames, but it's just as bad in hockey, if not worse, because in hockey, all they do is add either an E-R or a Y to the end of your name, and that's your nickname, uh-huh. uh, which is which is not great. Uh, like you said, the, uh, the great one for Wayne Gretzky is a fantastic nickname because it at least, you know, says a little bit about the guy. Gordie Howe, they call Mr. Hockey, which I also think is a really good one. Um, Sidney Crosby has Sid the Kid, but that's a little like that's a little patronizing. So that's definitely not one of my favorites. It's a little it's a little outdated now, right? It worked when he was like nineteen, but now you know, guy's in his thirties or whatever. I don't know how old he is, but probably too old to be the kid. Too too old to be the kid. Um, 
Two of my favorites are just that there's a goalie that used to play for the Washington Capitals, um, Cristobal Huey. They would call him Hip Hip Huey. That was a very, very good nickname and also made for a very good chant. Um, Jonathan Taves has probably a nickname that you don't want, but it's probably is a pretty good one, Captain Serious, because he was a young, he was one of the first players. Um, you know, they've got the what what hockey does now seems to be the trend is making like the young superstar on the team the captain, and Jonathan Taves was like the first round of that. He's no law. He's like 26 now. Made him a captain when he was 19, and he was this like very quiet, serious kid. So they kept calling him Captain Serious, and that stuck for a really long time. Um, so that is uh, that's um, probably one of my favorites, even though I'm pretty sure that he gets sick of it. Uh, I will. So the one the one thing that I don't understand about nicknames is that a lot of the Russian players, um, just probably because it's shorter, like Yevgeny Malkin, everybody just calls him Gino. Um, that's kind of yeah. Like, and I, yeah, I think that's just like a Russian thing. Like I think that's just like calling an Andrew and Andy or something like that. I mean, maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the nickname for if Janie. You know, like there's like right like cause yeah because a lot of times like like Jack doesn't make sense as a nickname for John, right? But that's just like you right. and like I feel like if you were an American living overseas and you're like, yeah, my name's John, but everybody calls me Jack, people would be like, well, why the hell? Then why is your name John? Right? Then why do <laughs> yeah. you, your nickname is is the same number of syllables as your first name? Like I don't understand why we're doing this. Um, so, yeah. So it's it's almost like it's I don't even know if it's a nickname or if it's just like separate version of his name, but everybody calls him Gino. All right. Um, yeah. I, I, um, so the other thing I would say about that is that it's like you get into dicey territory. <laughs> I just think back, like so, uh, in like the '60s and the '70s, when <laughs> Latin players would first come to baseball. Uh, people would try to give them the anglicized nickname version of their name. So, like, Roberto Clemente, famously, everyone called him Bob or Bobby Clemente. And he didn't like it. And, like, that's not – that doesn't seem right. Like, oh, like, now you're playing an American sport. You got to go by the name we would call you. And so, I don't know. I would. I, I don't feel like that's probably the case with, with Malkin or whatever. But uh, no, it's just no, that's, no. that sort I, of I weird thing. Of like- I think it's more of like a Russian thing, actually. Okay. Like, I don't think it's like, yeah, I don't think it's like Americans trying, Americans who can't say Yevgeny are, are calling him Gino. I think it has to do with like everybody in Russia calls him Gino, so that's what everybody calls him here now. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just, yeah. All right. I'm down. Uh, yeah, as long as I don't, I don't, like, I think this is the one instance where we're not being culturally insensitive. <laughs> um, well, good. Yeah. I mean, we try not right. to be. Uh, we try not to be. We've got some good ones from from the Twitter, uh, and one. The co- Twitter. Uh, this one comes from at Chicky Laugh, who whose name is Steph Laffin. Um, wants to know what our thoughts on are on an article uh, linked, and it's an article from the Sporting News, and it, it's it's uh, aggregating some stuff that Darren Ravel reported for ESPN, uh, which mm-hmm. is that Nike, Adidas, Under Armour walk away from Lonzo Ball. Now, Alonzo Ball, I think we've talked about before on the show. He's a star player for UCLA. He's a projected lottery pick in the NBA, possibly the second overall pick, maybe even the first overall pick. Uh, Really a top NBA prospect. But he's got this dad who I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know what to say about the dad. The dad claims he could beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one, which is crazy. That's, like, literally the craziest thing you can say from a basketball standpoint. And, like, the the dad says, we want, you know, we want, 
uh, Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or whatever other company needs to uh, buy our brand and it's going to be worth a billion dollars. Like the, the dad just says such outlandish stuff that it seems like probably none of these companies want to deal with him as like a potential just a headache like it just seems like maybe it's not not worth no matter how good your kids are like it's not worth the headache of dealing with this dude and so i don't know i guess that's that's i'm i i was asked my thoughts and i guess that that is my thought is probably like no one no one wants to deal with this kid's dad which is messed up well i will too so there's two different things i totally agree with that and the fact that he's obviously a great college athlete Um, but we don't know how he's going to translate to the NBA. There's so many different variables. So that's a huge thing, right? Like you don't want to commit to something long-term, even though he's a superstar now. And especially if he's got a dad who is very outspoken and very, um, uh, very aggressive about, you know, his kid's image and things like that. The other, like, so just to play devil's advocate on that is that, you can't really fault the guy for wanting to have some control or some ownership over what happens to his son's image, right? Like these big endorsement deals are really great for, for athletes because they make a lot of money off of them, but they have no control over a lot of the stuff that happens, right? They've got to do, they have to jump through a lot of hoops. And especially as a younger player, um, you know that this is how you're going to have to make money is through endorsement deals because you don't know what's going to happen with your career. Mm-hmm. So his dad is really just trying to be able to control some of his son's like financial outcome. And I think that he's probably not going about it in the right way. But I'm not really sure that I can, I, I can fault the guy for that. Like, I definitely agree that he says a bunch of crazy stuff. He's really aggressive and probably more of a headache than he's worth um but wanting to say like look we want to be able to have some control over how the finances play out even if it's in regards to our own personal brand i don't think that's bad yeah i get that i would say that the the kids brand right now uh has become kid with crazy dad right and so I know. if is the that, guy is if the guy is really fortunate consequence yes yes that's the unfortunate right and so like like i'm with you right and like and i also i I kind of like it. Like I like, I like colorful quotes and interesting people in sports. Like I think we need more of that. And I think that would be funny if there was this NBA star with a dad who just ran his mouth and said the most absurd things. Um, I'm all for that. Like I don't want to. I want to say the guy should shut up. Talk all you want, but you got to realize that when you're saying outlandish things, then people are going to report on outlandish things. And then the first things anyone's going to think about your sons. No one's going to say, oh, that's your kid is the ninth grader who scored 100 points. It's going to be, oh, your, right. your kid is the guy with the, the, the kid with the dad who said he could beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one game. He can't. No one can do that. I know. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's not just, he said, you know, we talked about this before. He's not just saying crazy stuff like to the media every now and then. He's been a headache for so like coaches, a nonstop, like kids, kids coaches, yeah, nonstop like right. So and he's fighting really with the coaches. Of, he's fighting with the coaches. That's yeah. bad, right? Like that's bad. No one, what yeah. NBA team is like is gonna want to deal with that when when you exactly. draft a twenty one year old kid and you have to sit him on the bench or, or use him as like the eighth man in your rotation for a little while because he's a, a, a rookie and then dad's gonna come out and be like, no, the coach sucks. And that's going to be a story. And, <laughs> yeah, then, and then the coach is going to have to get up at the podium after a game and be like, yeah, like, I'm sorry, like, that, that, uh, that his dad, Lonzo Ball's dad, thinks I suck. But it's, I'm, got, I'm the coach of this team, so i got to do what I can. Yeah. You know, which is, well, I mean, why? And there's, like, there's one – there's a totally separate thing, right, where you're – we have to deal with sometimes a problem player who's super talented. But the kids uh, seem okay. The kids seem okay. Exactly. 
the kids are just like, I don't know, he's my dad. I don't know what you want me to do. And <laughs> right. I really, unfortunately, sympathize with that. We've all been in that position where like, yeah, my, my dad, my parent is crazy. I can't help it. Everybody thinks their own parents are crazy. I would say that, like, in my particular case, like, I, I would say that, like, if I were a star college basketball player, I think maybe my mom might make some outlandish quotes. But the idea of, like, <laughs> the idea of my dad negotiating my shoe contract <laughs> is so funny to me just because my dad would be like, great news, they're going to give you free sneakers. And I'd be like, oh, no, dad, that's not how it works. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's yeah not... my dad my dad would be like, well, she doesn't need all those sneakers. Just right. give her one pair. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, I also want to note uh, just on this, um, and just because in, in the same article it mentions that he might go to uh, to Chinese companies to try to to try to work out a deal. And, like, that that's cool. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, I would uh, I would say, like, I would hope they check the labor practices first. But that's also true of Nike. Right. So. Um, so, you know, so that's that's um, and it just made me think of, uh, I guess, because it involves basketball in China. It made me and, and shoe deals. Uh, it made me think of, of uh, Stefan Marbury when he made Starbury, and I always thought that that was like for all the crazy other things about Steph Marbury, like I thought that was the coolest thing that this guy came out with a sneaker company, and the whole premise was like my sneakers are going to cost twelve bucks, and people said like, well they must suck if they cost twelve bucks, and his point was, and the point is, no they don't. What do you think it costs? <laughs> what do you think it costs Nike to make your two hundred dollars sneakers? It costs them like seventy yeah. cents. Right. And, and yeah, it so costs like and, you know, there's this idea. I mean, this and this is true in everything. Right. This is just how marketing works. And I get that. I'm not like lamenting capitalism, but the idea that like, oh, I need to pay more money for my sneakers because the better sneakers, the more expensive sneakers are going to make me better at basketball is so silly and like maybe you know what would really save some face for lavar ball would be if he came out and was like you know what like we're gonna hire like we're gonna go with a different company we're gonna make dope sneakers and we're gonna charge 20 bucks for them and i would think that was cool i just thought that when marbury did that that yeah. was like the coolest thing to me and i think the the real uh the real thing would be that we're gonna charge x amount even you know that's less but we're also gonna make sure that you know some Chinese workers weren't underpaid and abused uh, making our sneakers. Like that would be the real pros right now. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I kind of kind of all the sneaker companies need to own up to that. I think a little bit, or mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't. That was something I followed extremely closely in college, and I'm um, sadly. I've sort of let fall by the wayside for in favor of I feel like a bad person by that I'm even mentioning. I will. Like, I, I remember will in college. That. In college, I was like I had the list of like these are the companies whose clothes I can't wear, and now now I don't know. Like I know Nike was like I would not. I refuse to wear Nike stuff, um, and I I don't know how they've changed. Let like, me tell you, just short answer is that nothing has changed because I still follow it really closely because I have nothing but guilt about like everything that I buy um, and you literally cannot buy anything that somewhere somewhere down the line hasn't been exploited <laughs> right I mean remember Amer remember yeah. Amer American Apparel that was like their whole shtick was that no one has been exploited and then they were totally exploiting people <laughs> <laughs> they were totally, yeah. yeah um, oh, good um, times, good times. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's your? This is from uh, Jonathan Messervy at Jay Swervy. I think we've taken this before, but I know you have one. And he's wearing a taco mm. shirt in his in his photo, so we should answer him. He wants to know what your go-to is at Taco Bell. 
Oh, my go-to is very easy. It is a bean burrito with extra cheese and extra onions. And I haven't had lunch yet, and I'm really hungry, and I wish I had it right now. I haven't had breakfast or lunch, and I went to the gym. So I'm like super... Oh, when, when, oh wow. Okay, so you're way hungrier than me, Ted. I'm Great. extremely hungry. I have had three cups of coffee, but that's it. That's my food today. Um, so, yeah, I'm super hungry. My go-to at Taco Bell is a beefy nacho loaded griller. I can't say it enough. It's like the best. It's like the simple and straightforward best thing on the Taco Bell menu. It's all the things you want, none of the things you don't want. Uh, it's super cheap. It's the right size. It's roughly the same size as a crunchy taco. It's great. Always get that. And then usually I would also get, depending on how many carbs I'm willing to have at Taco Bell on that day, I might get a cheesy gordita crunch is a favorite for me or just like whatever new hot taco thing they're selling. Uh, right now, like, so I went to Taco Bell yesterday and I got a, a loaded taco burrito. I tried it for the second time. It was better the second time than I had it the first time. It's still not as good as that beefy not, nacho loaded griller. Mm. Stick with that one. I would, honest, I, I, I would honestly say I could have three of those and that would be a perfect Taco Bell meal. I think that the uh, tostada is super underrated at Taco Bell. I don't think a lot of people even know that Taco Bell has but they do, and they're very good. Uh, that's basically, I mean, that's the Mexican pizza thing, just not yeah. with the Mexican pizza stuff on it. Um, yeah, well, with like a taco, but it's like a, it's not like a flatbread shell. It's like a taco shell. Anyway. Uh, all right. Um, Have you ever had it? I don't think I've had a tostada. Mm, um, something on the menu you haven't tried. Well, it's like, is it is it just with beans? Is that is that like I feel like vegetarians I know always I, yeah, get toastadas. I think that, yes, I think that. But it's like still it's two, those two things that are like the the default is beans and not beef. Okay. Um, do you ever just get straight pintos and cheese? Ugh, no. Okay, because uh, that was a, that was like a thing I remember like from my earliest days of Taco mm, Bell. No. Yeah, with a vegetarian friend, and he would go to he would go to Taco Bell all the time. That was like where their family went because for fast food, like just like you, it that's the option, right? And so I remember going to Taco Bell with his family, and he got pintos and cheese, and I was like, "Who? I didn't even know that was on the menu. Like, who even knew yeah, about I, that? Yeah, I think I might have known it's on the menu, but no. It's just the beans and cheese and a little <clears throat> bowl. Uh, next one comes from uh, at. Derpy Metz on Twitter, and he's his name is I'm 2008 Hot, uh, which is pretty funny. I would say, like, I am frequently told that I'm, like, 1997 hot. Um, so, so at least he's got me. 2004 hot. Yeah. Uh, um, well, so, like, I think that even in, like, 2004, if you look at pictures of me, I look like I'm from 1997. Like, I just can't shake that. Like, I still kind of just dress like I did in high school, I guess. Um, anyway, he wants to know... Uh, imagine two human history timelines in one cheese is never invented in two beer is never invented which this is a strange question this is a strange question which develops flying cars first <clears throat> I mean I, I gotta just assume that people would be more productive if we had never invented beer right see that that is kind of eh, yes that's a, you know, I feel like that's the default reasoning of less alcohol means less fun. But I think less fun means less creativity. That's so, true. So, you know, we just be like a really boring, boring society. But well, does that I mean... No does that mean no alcohol or does it just mean no beer? It just means no beer, right? It doesn't mean there's no whiskey yeah. in this world. Right. There's no mead, no ale, that kind of stuff. That's right. Me. I mean, I just feel like... Because for me, I guess I'm, it's because I'm not a big beer guy. 
right? Because for me, beer is like it's too much for the like it's a means to an end, but I can get to that end faster and more efficiently with other beverages. Yeah. So I just I I don't like beer, and it makes me feel fat and gross. And I, I yeah, thought you, I thought I agree you, with you. I thought you liked beer. I was wrong. I like the occasional like Budweiser every now and then, but I'm not a I'm not a beer person at all, and anybody that wants to talk to me about microbrews is immediately the worst person in the world as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah. like, I am almost, and I, I don't care. I mean, do your thing. Like, everybody's got their own thing, you know, and, like, mine isn't microbrews. Like, I, if someone wanted <laughs> to come up to me and have, like, as detailed a conversation as they would about craft beer, about craft barbecue sauce i'd be like all in like we would talk all day about craft barbecue sauce and i would give you all sorts of opinions i tell you like no 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 don't use that charcoal use this charcoal i would have great barbecue takes but because that's my that's more of my vice than than beer for me beer it's like i want to go into a bar and i often do just say like give me the cheapest beer you have because whatever (laughs) the cheapest beer they have is probably the beer i'm gonna like the most because i will like beer that tastes like water I, I generally just like beer as a social thing. Like, I've never come home and been like, ooh, I'm going to have a beer. Yeah, never and Maybe once me. or twice in the summer I do it because I feel like I should have a beer on the patio. It's really out of an obligation to be enjoying myself versus anything that, like, oh, I really want a beer. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think the, getting back to the actual question, to me it just seems like I can't even imagine a world without cheese, and that would be such a miserable place to live. Why would you even want flying cars? So I would say the civilization without beer. Right. Um, I would also say, like, if someone held a gun to my head and was like, which can you have, beer or cheese? Like, you have to give up one. It would be like a no-doubter for me. It's like I would just oh, be so exactly. easily give 100%. up beer. I, cheese is so incredible. Um, and like I said, like, it's it's whiskey for me. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, right. It's, it's the place where there's never been beer. Because people need cheese. Yep. Cheese is also probably... Uh, brought about some some innovation and creativity although like unless you're trying to say like the fermentation process and like the various physical chemical things we learned from beer helped us develop flying cars i don't know i don't know how flying mm, cars are. i don't think so yeah it seems like i don't a stretch. think that's how they seems work like a stretch seems like a stretch all right uh all right. La- last question uh as i still have to go to the doctor and this one comes from our man Jay and I don't know if Jay knows that we answer these questions. I think he's answer, asking them jokingly. It's at Jay Destro on Twitter. I, I feel like Jay is, is a it's a quiet cry for help. <laughs> yeah, um, what he wants to know: When will it all finally end? What do you think? When will it all? I you're gonna end? say like see, I'm gonna say it's at least you're looking at at least like three hundred to four hundred days. Right, oh, like we get we. Four hundred <laughs> days. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, no, I, I, but you I, got at least a year, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, you're gonna say like two weeks. I know you are. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I actually was gonna say much longer. Like, I think it's. Um, I, I I think that we're in in we're in it for the long haul. Like we're in it for a slow slide into uh, dystopianism and. Uh, the eventual death of the human race and all that stuff versus just like an asteroid is going to come crushing us or North Korea is going to, you know, start nuclear world war three. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be too simple to just have it all end in one fell swoop, right? Like, it feels like yeah. we're going to... Uh, and I want to go out... Like, I'm going to be clawing at the last... Like, if, if there's a dystopian future, I am the guy who's, like, you know, selling filtered urine for drinking water in that world, right? Like, I'm going to... I'm going to do... Yeah, you're mad maxing it. <laughs> right. I'm doing every single thing I can to hang on, even if, like, my whole face is warped by radiation or whatever. So... Because I want to see that, right? Because, like, dystopian future novels are yeah. some of my favorite things in the world. I want to check out yeah. what's going on out there and see if yeah. I can be... Maybe I could be Mad Max, right? We don't know. We don't know. I can drive stuff. So, we'll see. I, I def- I'm, like, I'm waiting for my inner... We watched the, the Walking Dead. I'm waiting for my inner Michonne to come out because that's who I think that I would turn into right? in The Walking Dead. You just gotta give just... me a freaking katana she... and, I'm, and I'm good. She was taking sword classes before the fall, though, right? So, you're going to want to get on that. You want to be... I... <laughs> you want to be out in Trust front. Me, I've got a list. Yeah. Yeah, no, trust me. i got a list of things that you're probably going to want to know should start to crumble but you so. want to know it before right because if you don't get a jump well, well that's what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. If you got to get a jump on the zombie apocalypse or else it's you're exactly. not gonna you have, you're not gonna react I, exactly you're i mean if it, you have to be kind of training for it in advance because then when it starts to go down you're prepped yeah i'm saying humanity doesn't end we like i it doesn't it's a non-factor for me because i think we're, we're yeah. looking at like another several million years of this like lousy civilization so sorry um, Jay. yeah um but but i could when I, what will finally end i would say is this podcast because i gotta go okay uh you can um, check you- thank you you can check out the the for the one podcast on itunes on stitcher on soundcloud rate us review us do all of those things hemel's on the internet i'm on the internet you know where to find us check it out thanks for listening hemel thanks again for joining thanks for having me peace out